Welcome to the Cumberland River Compact's River Talks podcast. Thanks for tuning in and joining our River Talks community. This season, we're bringing you something a little different. Instead of recording live River Talks, we've switched it up and hosted interviews with a variety of guests. The talks were recorded on Zoom, so just a heads up if the audio sounds a bit different. Now to this week's River Talk. Welcome to our interview today as part of our River Talks interview series. Um, we're really excited today to be talking with Jason Carney, and he is the president of the nonprofit Tennessee Solar Energy Association, and he also has his own business, Energy Electives, so he focused on energy efficiency and solar power. So Jason and I first connected earlier this year, I think it was right in the beginning of the year in January, um, when the Compact put on the Nashville Youth Climate Summit. And Jason attended the event and spoke about clean and sustainable energy with the students that attended, um, as well as some of his work in green jobs and economic development. So it was really fun, Jason, when we got to chat about the summit, and I'm excited to talk with you more today about your career in solar energy and, and kind of connecting to um, some of the work that we do. So I guess just to start, I'd love to hear about how did you get involved in renewable and solar energy as a career? Okay, well... First, let me say thank you, Catherine, for having me on. And um, I, I'm very fortunate to have uh, been able to uh, be at that event that you invited me to. So, and, and it's led to some really good things since then. So I, I have to first pause and just say you are kind of the catalyst for all this <laughs> and I appreciate you. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> to answer you know, your question, how I got started, I was, um, thinking about this, uh, I always give the long story, but the short story is that my senior year in college, um, our capstone was around, we were looking at which renewable energy we thought would be um, easiest to produce, uh, most efficient to produce to power a home. Uh, and so uh, my undergrad was in mechanical engineering at, at Tennessee State University. And so um, we looked at all of the different ones. We selected hydrogen uh, at the time and we made hydrogen gas from water and iron, natural process. But we had looked at the other ones. And so years later, um, that's 19, no, that's like 2003 or so. So when I went into professional life, um, I was working for, in this, uh, as a estimator uh, inside sales, for technical sales in HVAC. And uh, this is around 2008, 2009. And lead was the buzzword around the office. Uh, a local engineer said, you know, hey, you guys, uh, all you sales guys need to get familiar with lead because all the building owners are going to using, be using this language and want to also um, have their building certified this way. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, me being, you know, a fly on the wall said, hey, I want to know about lead. Yeah. <laughs> so I studied for it, it along with the, with the, the big sales guys and, uh, and, and passed it. Uh, and but a part of the um, the study to get extra credits to get more points um, there was an alternative energy component and so that's when uh, I saw solar again and as I started as I always say as I started to peel the layers every time I peeled a layer I fell in love more and more and more mm -hmm. and I was like solar is my thing um, I you know just so many reasons um, that I love solar energy and um, at the time, also, uh, Obama was a president. So at the federal level, there was, you know, a big push uh, with his Sunshot Initiative to bring mm -hmm. down the cost of solar. And then 
also at the time, uh, Phil Bredesen was our governor, and he was you know, also trying to help Tennessee become uh, ready for you know this major solar expansion and become more of a solar state. So uh, the environment was was uh, pretty. The soil was rich uh, to say, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going for it, and decided I would work towards it, knowing that you know it's going to take time for it to fully develop. I decided I would work towards it. Um, while I was still working. And so um, started, you know, my company way back then, Energy Electors, as an entity and not, you know, as as an actual full-time job. And uh, the market went the other way with the kind of the wars with China, but I was already bitten by the bug. I couldn't leave it alone. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's how I got in it. And I I think that's, you know, we have a lot of, um, you know, high schoolers that we talk to and, and teenagers. And I think that message of kind of how you got into your career in science is not something that maybe was right there from the beginning. It had some changes as you're kind of going along and sort of discovering this, which I think is really fun about being in these careers is that you can start off, you know, you have a degree in mechanical engineering and you kind of find your way to something that you're just so excited about, but you might not have known about it when you're 18 or 17 in high school or in college trying to to figure things out. So I think that's always a, a good message for, for people to hear. And so you talked a little bit about what solar energy looked like in 2008, 2009. So what is solar energy and renewable energy look like in Tennessee now? Yeah, so that's a pretty, uh, there's a lot to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that um, for your diehards, your, your environmentalists, uh, people that understand um, what is needed to address climate change, uh, it, it's it's an uphill battle. There's a there's a mm-hmm. big hill to climb. In that our only utility for the state of Tennessee, TVA, <clears throat> TVA, mm-hmm. um, is going to have to really accelerate uh, the speed um, of what they are allowing or what they um, are willing to allow into their grid. Um, if we're going to meet the the needs that we understand that climate change presents. You know, for environmentalists, diehards, you know, real uphill battle, uh, we, we got a long way to go. For your utility scale businesses, um, uh, it's, it's a good environment. It's, the outlook is good. If you've got, if you can handle that kind of scale, that's what mm-hmm. is kind of right now that's in front of, uh, is what TVA is looking for, you know, looking for large scale things that they can buy into and, and, and try to build up their renewable portfolio uh, better. So it's you know for utility scale it's it's a good environment and i think it's only going to increase um for your residential and uh commercial we need everyday citizens like myself um to continue to call on uh local government to create incentives to do more things to to make it make it a better environment for um mm-hmm. for residential folks and for commercial folks to adopt more solar energy Hope yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and I heard um, when Al Gore came to speak in, I think the fall, I heard him talking a lot about solar energy and solar power in Tennessee and some of the big businesses like um, Google and Apple and those people that are are saying they want to be 100% renewable and that's putting the pressure on these other groups. Do you see that as a kind of viable thing moving forward that that type of pressure is going to start to change some of this system? Yes, I, I really do. Um, I think that the only, that, well, not the only, I would say the most viable path that we have is to piggyback off of Facebook and Google um, and continue to 
uh, have private businesses that are of the kind of scale of a Google and a Facebook to demand, which is what they did. You mm -hmm. know, they said, we're not going to come here. We're not going to bring our economic yep. activity unless you provide us with 100 uh, percent renewable energy. And so they're we've got big users um, from uh, the state level to the to municipal level to uh, Vanderbilt, who I believe has divest, uh, started to divest of fossil fuels. Um, Bridgestone is a, is a big user. We need all of these big users, um, especially on the on the private side, because I, I think Nashville as a, as a uh, municipality has begun the path. They've made a commitment that they want to be 100% renewable. So. Mm -hmm. um, the, the government side is starting to move that direction on the local level, especially here in Nashville. Um, but we do need the state to move in that direction. But even more importantly, like we started to say, the Googles, the Facebook, the private businesses that don't have to, uh, you know, do an act of Congress uh, to make a decision. Um, we need more of those. And I think that all of our uh, advocacy groups, all of our activists should make the leadership in these uh, private companies aware that um, they should, you know, the benefits of, uh, and, and, you know, say, we'll support your business more if, if you go this direction. But I think that's the, you know, while I am, I, and I don't believe in a, in a silver bullet, uh, I believe mm -hmm. it should be multi-pronged, multi multifaceted. So while I am as a, as a citizen, you know, saying I want more for myself, I also need to try, would want folks to advocate to the private businesses to, uh, to divest as Vanderbilt has done and to uh, adopt more renewables. You know, that pressure on companies to make changes really is a, a good way to, to make shifts. And I think, like you were saying, people can make, if you're listening to this or you're watching and it, it strikes your interest, making your voice heard that it's something that you care about. Um, just like you were saying, Jason, you know, I'm going to support your business more because of the way that you approach renewable energy. That's, that's really powerful. And, um, you mentioned a little bit about residential homes and sort of how more private residents can um, engage in solar. And I know that there are some policies in place that make that really difficult and not really advocating for that. How, how can people navigate if they're interested in having solar residentially on their own home? Yeah, so to give you a, a brief history, um, many years ago, TVA, gave a premium if you were a residential customer, uh, if you put solar on your home. So uh, whatever they charged you for electricity, for, for the electricity that you provided uh, through your uh, solar or through another renewable uh, power generation, they would give you that cost plus uh, 15 cents or, so if they were charging you 10 cents uh, for your, the power you're getting from them, they would give you 25 cents for the power that you um, provided to them. That was really um, a great program. I think, I'm not sure if they understood how much the demand was out there for it, but it started to be adopted more and more. Um, and then the prices of solar also fell as well. So, you know, adoption was spreading and more people. So they continued to drop that premium all the way to today where there is no program at mm. all for residential uh, uh, customers. So understanding that as the, as the brief history to go forward, I would say I would first do whatever internet research you can. That's always, you know, kind of get yourself somewhat educated as you go into anything, whether it's 
house or car buying, try to educate yourself mm -hmm. as much as you can. Um, but call uh, TSEA, uh, Tennessee Solar Energy Association, of which I'm uh, current president. Uh, there's also an association called Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee Solar Energy Industries Association. You can uh, look us up on, on the web. These are associations that can put you in uh, contact with the folks like myself that, that do the installations, um, or even just if you want to look at it from an academic standpoint, whatever questions you might have, Tennessee, which is me, Tennessee Solar Energy Association, and then Tennessee, uh, Tennessee Solar Energy Industries Association, are two uh, really strong uh, nonprofit uh, advocates for solar in, in, in Tennessee. So um, that's, that's a I'd say start there, and then you can uh, definitely call uh, Energy Electives or look up our website, uh, energyelectives.com, or 615-669-3671 is also our, our phone number. And we'll get you started. I, I'll, um, I like to uh, get an assessment of, you know, roofs, and I don't want to get too technical, but uh, we'll find out if your, your spot is eligible and your location is eligible, and then go from there. Yeah. That sounds great. I know we asked um, some of our members for questions and we got a lot of questions about specifics around solar panel installation. If you've got yeah. shade on your roof or how to integrate with, you know, an electric car. So if um, those were questions that you had, uh, we'll put all the uh, website links and everything um, available so that you can learn more from Jason and get some, some more details to move forward. You can support the Cumberland River Compact's River Talks program and podcast by donating today. You can find a link in our show notes. And, and Jason, I know a big focus of your work um, has been ensuring that low-income communities and communities of color don't miss out on benefits of renewable energy and solar power. Um, so could you talk a little bit about the work that you've done in that area um, as it connects to uh, the work that you're doing to promote solar just in general as well? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I found as I was, you know, learning more about uh, solar, you know, locally, um, which I didn't have any real visibility to nationally, but um, locally, I found that there just wasn't any, if not um, many people of color uh, in the, the local industry. And so that was something that I felt statistics say that solar energy especially back in 08 and 09 when I was first getting into it, said that, hey, it's a job-creating powerhouse. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, outpaces um, the, the overall economy as far as job creation, four to one. So um, when you look at communities of color um, and, and underserved communities, you know, this is what, you know, is needed probably more than anything. You need um, more economic activity. You need more jobs. And I've always said it's, it's more than jobs. It's, you know, we need a full economy. You know, the mm -hmm. economy is kind of locked a lot of people of color out. And this is a, an economy that you can't be locked out from. As I often say, you need millions and millions of dollars um, to get in the ener energy industry. Um, you've got to buy the land for millions. You've got to uh, drill and, and look. Uh, and that costs millions of dollars for that equipment. And then you've got to extract, which is millions of dollars in transport and then refine and then, you know, distribute. And all of that says, if you don't have, 
you know, multiple millions of dollars that you can lose because none of that's guaranteed, um, then it's hard to get in the energy, energy industry. But, you know, the sun is here for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. And solar energy, there's, there's no moving parts. Um, so it's literally you put it in, lock it in, and you can generally walk away for next 20, 25 years or more. Uh, and all you gotta do is just not kill yourself. <laughs> so, you know, it's electricity. So it, yeah. it's not like I would, you know, have anybody off the street do it. That's why we yeah. get certifications. But um, you learn about it, you know, and, and so that's kind of the catalyst or, or what led to me teaching this to high school students. So I was in a, a program at Lipscomb University that kind of helped me build out the um, the civic leadership program helped me build out the um, thought on what I wanted to do. Uh, and it was all about going into the community and learning how you can help the community in one way or the other. And that's what I'm, I'm a native of Nashville. And, um, you know, as much as my technical side was around mechanical engineering, you know, I also have this very native community side of me that I want to bring mm -hmm. the two together. And I wanted to, you know, show that, you know, we can solve our own problems. We don't, we don't need a whole lot of outside help. And we've got this sun, you know, right here every day. Yeah. Like right now, it's a great day for the sun. And I'm, yeah. I'm making probably a lot of uh, power with the panels on my house. But yeah, the program helped me to uh, flesh out the, the thought and I brought it to community. They said, great, um, we'd love to support you. This was the White Creek Community Club um, and the president there, Mac Wilson, and his wife, Wendy, um, were great. And so. Then we had to find a location. Long story short, the high school itself and, and just finding the high school itself was serendipitous. And I, I really got to rush on because I could talk about this forever, Catherine. This is like my, <laughs> this is like my life. So um, <laughs> to make a long story short, we taught the kids how to design, uh, uh, to procure uh, equipment, to you know look at, uh, talk to contractors, go down to the codes office. We went top to bottom everything you need to do mm -hmm. need to know and how to do it and it was hands-on and on april 11th of, of last year we did a ribbon cutting and so you can go over to uh, weiss creek high school right now and see power, solar power being uh, put into uh into the building um over there at the school and, and real you know the school system was great that worked with us casey yeah. Migo was great to uh, um help me out with whatever I needed. So, you know, it was a great experience. It is uh, the foundation for my company, Energy Electives, where I wanna continue this work um, of giving an opportunity to folks that just aren't connected to the circles um, yeah. that would give them the, the opportunity to work in solar and, um, and in the kind of these technical fields. So mm -hmm. um, that's what I'm trying to do with Energy Electives. And then Tennessee Solar Energy Association, which I just recently became president of, we've got are trying to uh, kind of resurrect it get it back off the ground and one of the things that we're going to do with uh, donations and funds is hopefully it's the largest part of what we do is to try to help subsidize solar for low-income uh, families we, yeah. we have uh, we're talking now on what the technical aspects of that looks like uh, so that you know we can market that to foundations and, and charities and private businesses that uh, mm -hmm. would like to to see that proliferate uh, so kind of as I said all around me <laughs> uh, this is my life I want to yeah. I want to be able to uh, expand um, the ability for more communities to get involved 
with this economy of solar, this green economy, as yeah. uh, I call it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that idea of um, you know green jobs, the green economy, and that workforce development. I know at the Youth Climate Summit, that was something that I overheard you talking with a lot of the youth about. Like, hey, this is a really a growing area, an area for development, an area where you can get a lot of on-the-job training to to get into these areas. And so I think that that is just so important. And um, you know. In our city, I think there's going to be a lot more of that coming up in the next, you know, five, 10 years as we move down the line and looking at what what green jobs look like. And um, I first learned about you from the amazing NPR article that was uh, put out. And I remember I went on to NPR and I'll, I'll share that with people. But there I saw this picture and it was you installing solar panels and it was, um, you know, talking about Nashville. And I just was so excited to see our city and the work that you were doing on the, the national NPR stage. So congrats on that. And that's a great article that that sums up a lot of the work. So one of the final questions that came in from one of our, our, our viewers and our River Talks attendees wanting to know about the future of solar. So Elizabeth asked, you know, what are the plans to increase solar energy? What does the future of solar energy look like, both in Nashville and Tennessee and, and across the U.S.? So in Nashville, we're, we're, heavily um, involved right now. I'm uh, a part of the, the Mayor's Sustainability Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our subcommittee, uh, Climate and Energy, is, is working hard on um, how do we build upon what Nashville has um, kind of already done with the Livable Nashville Initiative uh, and some other things. And we want to we make a significant um, suggestions to the mayor. Um, uh, so we're working really hard on that some really great ideas. I mean, the who's of who in, in energy and sustainability is on that board. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just this little, little kid from <laughs> Nashville that, you know, is happy to be there and happy to give my input. Um, but a lot of good things are, are coming from Nashville. We're going to, um, but I will just say, you know, do letters to the editor, write the mayor, write this sustainability council um, and continue to push because we, we need, uh, individuals, uh, folks, mm-hmm. uh, to show their support and their want, their demand um, for uh, more, especially residential and, and kind of community solar type uh, installations. Yeah. Right now, NES, uh, the local electric uh, company here in Nashville, um, has signed a 20-year agreement with uh, TVA uh, to so that TVA continues to be their uh, sole provider of electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in exchange, TVA is lowering the rate at which they charge NES for that power. One of the other benefits um, for NES is that there is now contract flexibility. Um, the there is a chance now for NES to get some power outside of TVA for signing this twenty-year deal. That opens the door for more solar power for more renewable energy uh, at the local level. TVA is trying to do these contracts all across the state, all across their, their territory. And so to give you know, some information on that, I think that 5%, which is kind of where we are right now, is, is way too low. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we're not locked in yet. So at this very time, I'm not sure when you'll get to hear this or see this, but at this time, I think we have up to around October, um, to make our voice heard. So um, that's something that I think that should be, you know, NES is TVA's number one customer, period. So 
you know, we as, as residents of Nashville um, have, you know, leverage and, you know, have some say uh, with NES as, as citizens. And then with NES being number one, you know, NES has some say with TVA. So we've got to push NES to demand more from TVA. Uh, and I think that starts with your council people um, as that pushes its way up to the mayor and the mayor to heads of uh, the National Electric Power Board and, and beyond. Statewide, it's, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. So <laughs> we, are, we are a uh, purple dot, I think you would might call Nashville, yeah. if not a blue dot, yeah. <laughs> kind of bluish purple uh, <laughs> in a red state. So um, statewide, we should continue to, you know, be advocates um, to our state representatives. Um, I believe Bob Freeman, who's a representative out of Nashville, is trying to uh, push some uh, PACE legislation, is what I last heard. That's property assessed clean energy, PACE. And what that would do is allow you zero down to put solar on, mm. your, on your home. But it has to be passed at the state level before local people can adopt it so um, it's been around for a while it's successful uh, where it has been adopted um, and what it basically does <clears throat> is uh, let's say you've got a twenty thousand dollar solar installation that one that twenty thousand dollars is stretched over 20 years and it's put on your property taxes so every year you pay an extra thousand uh, dollars for on your property tax for the installation that's put on uh, you know, virtually today. Mm -hmm. So you're saving, you know, in that neighborhood on your electric bill. So it's, right. it's really paperwork and it's a no brainer that yeah. if we can get past this, get this passed at the state level, um, then it could really proliferate and accelerate solar adoption. And then nationally, we've got the green new deal. We need to um, make sure that whomever is uh, our representative in, in the white house is aware of, the need for a Green New Deal. And, and what's, what we need to, I want people to be clear about is the Green New Deal is, is heavily about renewable energy and about sustainability and about the green economy, mm -hmm. but it's also about communities of color and underserved communities. So I think that that's the kind of legislation we need um, to, to really um, lift up the lower middle class, middle class, and even the underserved communities mm -hmm. to push the whole country, uh, you know, further at a, at a greater, higher rate. So uh, that's kind of the local state and uh, national outlook from my yeah. perspective. Yeah. I think the one thing I've learned about this renewable energy in the short amount of time I've been kind of diving into it is all of these layers of policy and the system where you can push, where you can push NES and that you're actually pushing TVA to make a change and that's pushing nationally. So you know, I, I think it's a, it can be a little hard to navigate. So I appreciate you taking the time to kind of break down where all these pieces fit together. And then to know that people, individual people, we're the consumers and we can make our voices heard, whether it's to our utility as a resident, to the companies that we support. And then obviously at the policy level, those, those impacts are, are very important. So it's, it's important to take some time to learn about it. And I appreciate you breaking all of that down for us. So do you have anything, last things that you want to add to the conversation about solar energy, the work that you've done with economic and workforce development? No, no, I, I, this has been great. I, like I said, I appreciate you, Catherine. And um, I guess the only shameless plug that, that I can do is, you know, say, you know, call us at Energy Electives, um, you know, that, that'll help, you know, at the yeah. very 
at the very uh, kind of ground level. Um, and, and if you don't, you know, have that uh, kind of money, but you want to support in general, then First Horizon is the bank that holds the Tennessee Solar Energy Association. The, mm-hmm. uh, so make a donation there. And like I said, we're going to do our, our dead level best to, uh, you know, try to address these uh, climate change, communities of color, underserved communities, and solar energy overall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason. I appreciate you taking some time today to chat with us and um, learn more about solar energy. It's, it's really exciting, and I'm glad that we've, we've connected. Awesome. Thank you again, Kathy. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. We look forward to seeing you again in the River Center in downtown Nashville soon. Until then, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next week with a new episode of River Talks. Thank you.